Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fundamentalists Podcast. My name is Ellie Morin, and I'm here with Peter Rollins. Pete, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. It's good to see you. It's been a few weeks. You've been traveling. So much travel, Pete. You wouldn't believe it. I've lived 30 lives so in you, the past you were, couple weeks. You were doing some gigs? I'm talking is Tampa gig, Orlando gig. Got the Ohio gigs coming up in Columbus, as Ooh. well as Liberty Township. Little plug there, elliamorgan.com slash tour. Then I went from... Yeah, Tampa to Orlando to Nashville. Had a great time with my father and my brother. Going to the smashy smashy. We went to the smashy smashy. We did Monster Jam. We saw a big truck smash into one another. Bought earplugs because you have to do that. That's Is how that loud right? they are. Yeah, and I didn't believe them. Uh, and I was like, that's kind of like, a, I'm not, like, I'm a tough guy. I'm not going to, everyone know, like, when you think about me, you think, like, that's a tough, tough guy. And yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to ruin my image. Um but it, they get loud, those trucks. I'm sure. I was thinking like that it's like Hollywood movies and uh, r- wrestling, those r- that wrestling thing. Yeah, WrestleMania. Smashy trucks yeah. are all kind of like, I think they're this primal childlike way of going, this is the way to make things better. Yeah. Like when you see, you see kind of like just things smash and like things win over other football. things, it makes you feel good. Yeah, American football. It kind of just simplifies life into, you know, like uh, I got a big truck and my big truck is going to yeah. smash your truck. Oh, it takes my daddy's bigger than your daddy. Your brain yeah. just goes, <laughs> just do it. it just it smash sounds, it. Yeah, then, I have to go to one of those. Dude, it's fun. super, it is super fun. They're coming to LA soon. Is that right? So uh, yeah. if you get crazy, you yeah. let me know. Um, I know some people that are going already, but. Yeah. Monster Jam was a great time. There's, it's also like a lot of kids. Like it's for kids. Yeah, it's for kids. And well, it's kind of yeah. cute to see like all these little like five year old boys and girls. I think wrestling's for kids as well, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it yeah. is. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like that's got more older fans too because mm. because they've grown for up. For nostalgia, yeah, a lot of yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. But anyway, had a great time. Came back. I'm on my third of four days in school right now. Uh, but it's not going to stop us from doing an incredibly riveting episode of The Fundamentalist. So thank yep. you guys for listening and enjoying it. Um, and then also, yeah, I, I'm doing wedding planning stuff and uh, Valley Folk stuff. And so everything, it seems, timing-wise has all converged uh, in this spot in my ocean of life. And it's um, pretty wild and fun and tiring, but I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. I apologize if, if I come off compensatorily energetic. Oh, nice. It is a, ah. it is a facade. It is a part of my persona that I've plastered onto my face that actually beneath this is a, a true level of fatigue and internal disruption that uh, I... I will manage and am managing, but I do not want to sacrifice the quality of this podcast by being a downer. I don't think we can go any lower in our quality, so we're good. Well, yeah. I know. Tell me about it, man. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I've in 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 contrast to you, I've been as usual doing not very much. Ugh. I've been working with your editor, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I knew um, he's editing some stuff for me. Can I talk? Can we talk about Kevin for yeah, a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a podcast, a Valley cast that comes out on Monday, uh, which you know, this will probably come out Monday or Tuesday, but for the patrons, patreon.com slash valleyfolk, as opposed to patreon.com slash the fundamentalists, which you can go visit if you like sports podcasts. There's a bunch of cool things up there already, but we're going to do more very soon. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I love the way we keep promising that we're going to do more. Oh, it's we the will. the eternal promise. It's where I'd want it because it's a <laughs> safe haven. Yeah. I, can you imagine anywhere else I would post a school paper? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know legally if I can, <laughs> but anyway, 
Kevin was on this episode of the Valley Cast, and he was like, he was like carrying it. Like I was like, what? I was like, you're like a, you've become like a real person, con- real person. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, <laughs> I've seen you like grow up, and it's like I like this guy. Like yeah. I like him, and he's funny and wonderful and uh, a genius. Yeah, so. no, he's very good, great editor, and he's editing my festival, my online festival that I did. He's making yeah. it, taking it all, and kind of getting the best yeah, bits. because I've seen what you've posted before. Yeah, yeah. He's going to bring you to another level. I know, it's very good. I, have uh, you seen some of it so far? Um, I have. He's done the first day already. Uh, brilliant job. Really brilliant job. Really? So, yeah, so there's three days, and he's done the first day. Second day, he's going to be done in a couple of days. He's very fast as well. He's so fast, yeah. yeah. So. What's, um, what's, what are you going to do with that? So I'm going to give it to my patrons first and then probably six months down the line, I'll just put it for free on YouTube. Nice. Uh, yeah, so and it's comedy music and talks and all of that. So, Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so but that's, that's what it. Doing. That's what I've talking been talking to Kevin. Just talking to Kevin. We've both uh, been, just been talking to Kevin in different text threads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Very exciting. All right, so let's dive into let's the topic. Let's dive into the topic. Uh Folks, we have a very exciting topic for you. And it's not that I forgot it, but uh, I'm going to let Pete introduce it. Okay. Well, we, we didn't have too much planned. You just no. came around. We we're having a drink. But I did think about kind of jumping off some of the stuff we talked about uh, in, in the last episode, which was actually a jumping off from the previous episode. This is kind of like a part three. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because last week we were talking about how we can't handle our truth and so it comes out in different ways we either we talk about tarot cards and how you can you know kind of listen to yourself through the cards or uh i think what was the other or, or yeah i talked about um how we can find twin towers twin towers some other yeah. thing and it's metaphor yeah the metaphor to kind of talk about parts of ourselves um and it just so happened that i've had, had lots of good examples happening this week uh, from people I know who have done expressed great versions of this. So I thought I would kind of open up by talking a little bit about Freudian slips. There it is. Freudian slips. All right. The parapraxis. Yes. Have we talked about this before? The, so parapraxis is, so some people say, right, the truth is what you say. And then other people say the truth is what you do. And in psychoanalysis, it's no, the truth is your symptom. Because because your actions can lie, your words can lie. Obviously, you can lie by speaking. Uh, say you're happy when you're sad. Uh, your actions can lie. You can be super nice when Pretend you Pretend you're somebody. energetic when yeah. you're fatigued. Exactly. There you go. So it's a fake action. Yeah. But the thing that you can't lie about is parapraxis, para, like a paramilitary, a practice that is outside the authority of your consciousness. Yeah. So which is the symptom. Um, when you say one thing, but mean, mean your, your mother. mother. Exactly. So that was the first example I wanted to do. Actually, was exactly this. Um, it was somebody who said to me this brilliant thing, talking about a member of their family, and said, this person is unplayable. They were talking, very fast, they were talking, they were going, oh, it's absolutely terrible, it's arguments, it's absolutely unplayable. Un, un what? Playable. Playable. Yeah. So in the second syllable of this, you hear... Uh, a condensation between unbearable and what I was hearing was unpleasable. Or unpleasant. Is what unpleasant. I oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, unpleasable was what I heard because I think it was pl- it was unplayable or it was unpleasurable. Unple- player- pleasurable. Yeah, pleasurable. but you got, you, got this, you picked up on it. Yeah. So, uh, so all I was kind of saying was um, to the person was like, is this person unbearable because they're unpleasable? 
And oh, it so was you like, tried connecting the two. You connect the two because in one sense, what you had in there was a parapraxis. You had a Freudian slip where uh, Freud called it a condensation where two things simultaneously yeah. being said and unbearable and unpleasable come up. And as soon as we start, we started talking about that, it was obvious that this person felt that they could never please this person. And that's what was unbearable. What was unbearable was the inability to ever live up to what this person would want. Man, I know. And I tell Kevin all the time that he's good enough. <laughs> yeah, he's good enough. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. good enough editor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Winnicott would say, I believe. Oh, yeah, the good uh, enough parents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to make a joke. It's too far gone now. But at the beginning when you started talking, because mm -hmm. I knew you were going to mention the Freudian slip thing. And I thought it was um, funny that like, you know, you, I came in and you were like, I'm a little fatigued. I'm a oh, little, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been a little so. fatigued, which I have made this joke to you on the podcast before, but I always joke that, oh, you're fatigued, okay. You're depressed, is it? You're a little depressed. And then you're like, ah, maybe, who knows, you know? But then it was funny because as you were Sometimes saying Sometimes being tired is just being tired. Sometimes a cigar totally, is just totally. a cigar. Yeah, yep. except you worded it like, again, I'm fatigued. Can you believe it? But it's funny because when you were saying this, I'm looking at you and there's a skyline directly behind you to the point that if you were sitting like six feet further that way you'd you'd fall down unless yes. you're the road runner and i was like as you were talking you were like all right so i guess we're just gonna jump off uh i was gonna jump <sighs> off of something from this i'm gonna jump off this thing and i'm i don't believe that oh, you're yeah. having suicidal ideation but it was a fun joke to make about freudian slips <laughs> all i'm saying <laughs> that's very i'm good. trying to make oh, some yeah. big profound point yeah. but i don't think it's healthy either to read into everything that everybody says all the time that's it's true. just so fun but I like that because, yeah, because if someone's using the same phrase, like jump off, you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to jump. We're going to jump off this. And we're jumping off a thing that we jumped off of the other way. I was like, this dude is wanting, is wanting to jump, jump off, off something. <laughs> Maybe it's just because you're here. This yeah, is yeah, that's good yeah, to so, uh, <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> well, that brings me to another great one. You'll like this. This is another version of a Freudian slip. Is one of my friends was sexting um, this girl that he was in a relationship with. Righteous. Yeah, but he sent it to his ex-partner, his ex-wife yeah. instead. And, and when I talked to him about it, it was, he was great because he immediately, as soon as I started talking to him about it, he says, yeah, I guess maybe I just wanted to know I'm having sex with somebody else. You know, and it's, in other words, the, the, you never send a wrong text. The text always gets to the person it's supposed to. Yeah. It's not, not the person you intend necessarily, but you're, it get, the message gets out. The message will get there in the end. Yeah, I feel like Freudian texts are, um, <clears throat> I, well, there's Freudian texts in sending the, a text to a wrong person. Yeah, you can which do that occasionally. I, I can do that. I'll, I'll send texts to the wrong person if I'm on my computer. And yeah. if I have that iMessage app on my, on my Mac, then I will forget to hit the right person and I'll be like, oh, sorry, that was for somebody else. But you don't ever sext on a desktop yeah uh it, it, not that i'm speaking from experience but i can't imagine anybody would ever do that you'd usually do it's a phone thing okay feels more intimate feels more private you can back me up here have you ever you have never sexed on a I, computer I, I do i wish i could just you you well you know yeah <laughs> they make pills for that pete but yeah. anyway listen <laughs> see i'm just tired uh but yeah the uh the freudian texts the freudian mm. typos that happen yeah are just as good. Oh, Freudian typos, they're really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah. Those. 
You've had them yeah, before? Yeah, I've had them and I've done them. They, I've had, yeah. yeah. My problem is my uh, phone's like broken in the middle, oh, like yeah. the little strip down the middle. So I have to reword things constantly that sound clunkier than they need to be. But these things can happen. Anyway, point yeah. being, they can happen on text and phone. And you know what? The funny thing is you can, because there's, there's an interesting critique we could talk about in a second, but like one of them is, okay, what's the empirical evidence for this, right? So in science, in the hard sciences, you, you know, you have, things that are verifiable. Well, how do you verify? So for example, a friend of mine um, told me a dream and in the dream, it was obvious that there was a lot of guilt, right? Some, some guilt from something in the past. And what was interesting to me is this guy works sometimes in an environment that is very prison-like. And when he's in that environment, he feels great. Mm. And so I was making the, you know, I was saying to him, it's interesting, you know, there's this, you know, you know, primordial guilt that seems to be there in your life. And it's not there when you're in this prison-like environment, which by the way, a lot of criminals who have a, have like a, a sense of guilt, then you do a crime so that you can connect the guilt with a concrete thing and then want to get caught so that they can feel the crimes being alleviated, right? Mm-hmm. Not all criminals, but there's a lot of criminals the who penance. have that. Yeah. So the criminal wants to get caught because they have, they have basically, um, it's like a, like, like anxiety, they have a, a guilt that has nothing they can connect it to. So if you do a crime, you know, then it connects to that and then you get punished. But anyway, the interesting thing is like, so how do you, how do you prove that? But, but you can't. yeah, well, although in psychoanalysis, because I think all sciences have their, their different criteria of proof. And I think the proof is in psychoanalysis is you're not talking about any objective truth. You're talking yeah. about subjective truth. So the, the proof is in whether when you work it through, the person just transforms. They're different. They're changed as a result. But why was I saying that about? What was the example I used about? The, oh, sexy. No, I don't know. Um, no, the, um, there was a dream that somebody had a lot of guilt. They were in a prison, though, and they realized yeah. that they're uh, alleviating their guilt through the pr- working in a prison-like environment. Work in a prison-like environment. So it was connected. So the, these two They're things, punishing themselves. They're punishing themselves. And they, they feel happier when they're being punished for this kind of sense of guilt from the, from the past. Yeah. But the... the oh, oh, yes, because I was going to say this. Sometimes the, the proof is in... Does it transform the person? Yeah. And sometimes you may be wrong about the Freudian slip, but it can still lead to the truth. It can mm-hmm. still be useful. So you do literally just do a mistake in text, but the mistake is enough to kind of like shake you into thinking well, something that you haven't thought before. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think the same works with uh, dream analysis. Yeah. If you decide to... You know, if you're interested in this stuff, if someone's not interested in dream and doesn't believe dreams matter or anything, then you're not probably going to get anything out of it. But like if the person is curious about it and you ask what like color the wallpaper was or like was there wall, like like ask really detailed questions, even if it wasn't actually in the dream or even if it was, but it somehow was different than the real life bedroom they were growing up in that they had a dream of it can decenter them enough to unlock what was, what's really going on with them in their brain. Yeah. You know, that, that, cause that was a really insightful thing Freud said about a dream is that sometimes when people can't remember something like what was the color in the dream or what was this? And they think, Oh, I can't quite remember. Freud said that's important. So he analyzed nice. a dream where a woman couldn't remember what man she was meeting. And she was like, I can't remember 
exactly who it was and through the analysis, I think it was Freud, I have to look this up, but basically it comes out that, that she was uncertain about who the father of her child was. So the uncertainty of the dream was not like an, imp an impediment to understanding the dream. The uncertainty true, yeah. of the dream itself was something true. true. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But the, um, the sex thing was interesting because he was like, someone else has given me jouissance, somebody else. Because I, I, with, without mentioning Peep Show again, but there was a, a, a scene in Peep Show where Mark is about to sleep with a girl and he phones Sophie to let her know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's not about having sex with the person that's important. It's letting your ex know that you're having sex with the yeah. person. That's where the jouissance is. That's where the pleasure is. Half of what Instagram <laughs> is for. Yes, exactly. Wonderful. It, yeah, it's because at, at its core, you know, what we want is recognition. Even if someone wants to be wealthy, it's like, who do you want to be wealthy for? If you want to be famous, you want to, there's always that question of who do you want to, it's not that you want to be wealthy just for the sake of it. You're generally trying to either piss somebody off or prove yourself yep. to somebody or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's yeah. always somebody watching your fantasy in your, yeah. I know, yeah. And then there's the reverse of it too, where it's, I think we all sometimes will be like, well, I got to get this and that'll show them. If I get a hot new boo, then that's going to show yeah. my ex, whatever. And if I make enough money, that's going to, uh, you know, captivate and enchant the person that I'm with so much. They'll never leave me and then yeah. I'll be safe and then I'll be happy. But then there's a flip side of it too, where I think you can, uh, you also don't recognize sometimes that people can be angry at what you already uh, just are and have and do. And that's a fun thing too. Yeah. Because you're, we're all targets of other people's projections very frequently. Oh, absolutely. That's why, you know, it's... That's why we need to go to Monster Jam. Yes. <laughs> There's no projection. Yeah. There's one called the zombie. Oh, I saw that. I saw a picture of that Got on your Instagram. Got a big zombie on. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Goes that. after Gravedigger. Uh, wild. Wild stuff. So Dangerous. Are, are the people, are the names for the trucks or are the names for the people in the trucks? No, it's the names of the drivers are, are yeah. their own names, but the trucks are like brands almost. Okay. For like football uh, teams. Uh, the Gravedigger has been around for so long. It's classic. Yeah. Zombie was pretty cool though. Like Zombie is my favorite. I, anyway. did, I did a Freudian email. I, I did a Freudian check as well. And, and I, I don't do many... You wrote a Freudian check? Yeah, I wrote a Freudian check. So this is a weird one because like, so I, I don't do many Freudian slips forever. So these were two interesting ones. I don't even, so the Freudian email was, I, I had, I was analyzed for a year by a guy called Bruce Fink. You should read his stuff. He's phenomenal. He's like a world-class I think I took Lacanian. one of his books from you. Oh yeah, you've got the, his introduction to Freud, I think. A you've clinical got a introduction. Clinical introduction to Freud. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, Bruce Fink is incredible. But, <laughs> but it was a weird analysis, you know about it. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I can talk about it. It says like, he short sessioned me all the time. So in Lacanians do a thing if where they, uh, it's, you don't get 45 minutes. Technically a lot of Lacanians go where they stop the session at a certain point, it's called scansion. And um, it's very controversial technique. And, uh, and, Bruce Fink used it on me all the time. Like my sessions would sometimes be like two minutes, five minutes. No way, two minutes, five oh, minutes? That's five, really short. I mean, he, sc he scansioned me all the time. 
Scansion. Yeah, Scansion. Is, yeah, yeah, it's called Scansion. But, and, and I can understand why he did it, but it was because he wanted to make me annoyed and it, it was kind of annoying. But I was at a point in my life and it was very hard for me to feel anything. So I think he was kind of pissed me off. He was poking you, yeah. Yeah, poking me. But um, I've got some good you stories. You sound a that. little still pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's very funny. I remember because I was also analyzed by a woman called um, Patricia Garavici, who's uh-huh. also very cool, um, and done some great work, amazing work. Um, and I was telling uh, Garavici about this scansion. I was like, it's very annoying. Like, I feel like it's always, I'm always being short-sessioned. And... Um, and uh, and it's like it's almost like every time I raise my voice as if I've got an insight, it stops. And she said, "Does that make you frustrated?" And then I raised my voice and said, "Yes, it makes me frustrated." And she said, "We'll just cut the session there." And so she sort short gotcha. sessioned me right <laughs> when I was talking about how frustrated I was about being short sessioned. Um, but I. I had a graphic That's designer. That's crazy. That's some nuts stuff, dude. Oh, yeah. There's some <laughs> crazy. Wild. I, I wrote her the Freudian check. So I was writing her a check, and for some reason, I wrote the check for $1,690. I was so hoping that's what it was going to be. My God, that was, oh, you did not short session me there. I'll tell you that. That was gold. Was it, yeah, what did I say? $1,690? And ninety dollars. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know that? You don't know that, do you? But that's sixteen ninety. Oh, I don't know about sixteen ninety. I just heard sixty-nine. Oh, 60, oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, there you go. Very good. Maybe there's that's in way that. funnier. <laughs> that's don't take funnier. that for me. That's exactly. I'm going to change the amount in my head to make it back to. I was like, is it ending sixty-nine cents? And you're like one thousand six hundred ninety. I was like, close enough. Close enough. Okay. Well, that's pretty, <laughs> nice. Yeah, there, there's there might be something in that, but sixteen ninety is also this significant date in Northern Ireland that's connected to loyalism process, and it was just. Nope. It's definitely 69. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more your perverse nature than your your depth psychology nature. Yeah. That's just me being like, say something with 69 in it. Uh, that's so funny. But yeah. Right. But yes, yeah, but that's interesting. But she never picked up on it because that date was not significant to her. But anyway, but Bruce Fink, I had I'd written a book at the time called Insurrection. And great book. Oh, thank you. And I, my, the, the, the book designer was called Bruce Gore, and I wrote, a, I wrote an email to Bruce Gore. So the subtitle, mm-hmm. the subtitle of the book is To Believe is Human, To Doubt Divine. Great subtitle. Thank you. Uh, and um, I, I said to Bruce Gore, I said, could you make the lie in believe red? I would like the lie in believe to kind of just very subtly, mm-hmm. you know, stand out to the reader, which I don't think they ever did. I don't think so off the look. But, but anyway, I Might wrote it to Bruce call. Fink. What's that? Might have been a good call. Yeah, no, it was very Bono did it. You two did it in their yeah. best tour ever. But there's already so there's much wordplay there going. It's already. Know. It's, it's a lot of word, wordplay. But I sent it to Bruce Fink. So, and I didn't know. So I, I, my next session with Fink, where I never really said anything, and he never said anything, <laughs> but he did say one thing. He said, you sent me an email this week. And I was like, I didn't send you an email. He mm-hmm. says, you sent me an email. Uh, what do you think it was about? I, said, I didn't send you an email. You're, you're going mad. But um, he was like, no, you, uh, you sent me an email about the lie and belief. 
I never got anywhere with it, but I was like, that's fascinating that I sent you an email. You should think, well, maybe you should think about that. Yeah, yeah, you should think. That's what I'm paying you yeah. for. <laughs> you give out. me the answer. <laughs> uh, that's great, yeah. My, uh, my therapist just very frequently forgets what time we're supposed to meet, but, uh, <laughs> and then he goes, you're, you're very, you're too kind. You're too kind. And I know that that's truly what his actual critique is. <laughs> like no, his ther- in therapy, he's always know. going, you don't have to be nice. Yeah. To everybody all the time. Yeah. You can get angry. Getting angry it doesn't mean you're being mean. I'm like, I don't know. I've seen it. It's pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty dark. But uh, last time I was just like, yeah, okay. And he was like, can we just do this, can we do this over the phone? I was like, yeah, it's fine. He was like, okay. I was like, you're so kind. I was like, what you want? I was like, write me a letter. I was like, I'll just write you a letter back. Like, I don't care. Send me yeah, smoke yeah, signals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I'm, I got a lot going on. This is stressful. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it is funny because a lot of people like analysis in Lacanian terms, with the first time you meet your analyst, you think they're a human being just like you. But analysis doesn't start until the second stage, which is when you start treating them as a symbolic figure. And so a lot of analysts have to really poke to get their analyze ants to get annoyed with them. Because you, you yeah. don't want to get annoyed with your analyst if yeah. you see them as a person. Like, why would I get annoyed with you? But they're kind of wanting yep. you to, to project all that shit they're, onto uh, them. They're coaxing that. Uh, coaxing that out. fishing you know? for that transparency. Fishing for the transparency, absolutely. He goes, yeah. why? He goes, well, he goes, you can get mad at me. Mm. I'm like, all right. Like, this is kind of frustrating. But my problem is I actually don't. Well, and we talk about this in therapy. It's like, I'm not, I'm truly not angry. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, lash say out in some other area. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, and people then I'll go, maybe if you got angry. He's like, you need to be more angry. You need to be more of an asshole in little things. No, you're so. a bit of, you're an asshole. Thank I you very you much. Like, yeah. I've been working so hard <laughs> been on working it. working on it, yeah. And you know what? It's showing. <sighs> it is showing. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, what's the Freudian slip that you uh, have done recently? Anything besides jumping off the building? Well, I've got another one. Well, I've, to, I've got another one of, uh, and I've asked permission for for these, you know. So my another friend who, uh, her, uh, his ex, uh, their kid came back with a book about this bear, the the daddy bear that was always watching too much TV, and all the kitty bears were watching too much TV, and. Um, this was obviously a message that this ex didn't even know she was sending, but where she thought that he was getting the kids watching too much TV. And it was really funny that yeah. the message was in the, and she had no idea, but the message was in the children's book. Again, the truth finds a way of speaking. It's um, Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, it was, but it was, but it was so on the news because um, it's, it was so obvious that she thought, now nah, the kids were watching too much television, and then the kids come in with this book that's all about. The, this you know. book is my <laughs> Tell you what, what's it about? Uh, he's it's like looking at it going, is. "Were they okay? Were they watching too much TV?" I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Um, and who cares? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a dangerous game, I think, to play because I do think it, a lot of it is intuition. A lot of it is active listening to people, mm-hmm. which is very – most people aren't doing that. It's one of the things I like about learning psychology and learning these psychoanalysis is there's an art to listening to people and picking up on things where you just go, okay, yeah, I heard that. I heard that because – in my experience, especially in the South, I feel like very rarely people are actually listening to one another. It's mostly talking 
and waiting to say your thing and thinking about what you need to say that's going to keep the conversation going, keep it light, keep it good, make sure everything's fun. And so a lot of this stuff, I think, can get too much where you can be wrong. Like, yeah, so you can be wrong. And you can get a little inflated and you can be like, I know more. I mean, this You is disagreed a- with my analysis of aliens that we did off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Come on. They're here. Uh, And they're definitely aliens, and they're definitely from other planets. Now, that's a different story I'll tell you about after uh, this, because I have more critiques on... Okay. I have reinforcements now. Yeah, yeah. I I met this guy on Reddit. Oh, (laughs) But I do have, like, I was sharing with you about this, the intro, you, you said this, which was interesting to me, but, like, uh, UFOlogy and UFO stuff is more men are more into it than yeah, women. Yeah. And then my thing is that it was a, like a lot of uh, alien forms are very feminine looking. Um, and so my thing was this was the obsessive kind of question of what does the other want? What does the other want yes. into the end? So, but I and so it's interesting Just, that anyway, yeah, yeah. I quite like that. I like we that told, analysis. We specifically said we weren't going to get into this. Oh yeah, to UFOs until yeah. they knocked on your door. Yeah, uh, that's but, right. So I will say though, yeah, I mean that's a very Freudian interpretation of the phenomenon. Yeah. Sexuality, and we can also see it as transcendence, and also there's just the fact that people are talking about it, and there's a lot going on. So I, I, you know, is there still a lot going on? Yeah, there's I a fair thought amount. it died off a bit. Japan no. is just put together some sort of task force. It's just weird. It's a weird thing that every, every, not every, but government, uh, actual governments are putting serious time into this. And there's people who've been saying this for years and years and years. So your theory of every, there being a big conspiracy, I don't understand that. I don't know well, because my, people my, are talking. Everyone's my going, theory, my theory is that it's the question, the, the Freudian question, what do women want? That's, that's you, of course, it. That's, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. That's I can understand why you would think that. from the masculine position, from the feminine position. Tarot cards is what those women want. And well, masculine, yeah. I can solve this real quick for sure. We will, in our lifetime, mm-hmm. learn way more about what is going on with UFOs than we ever will about what's going on with these women. <laughs> Am I right? That question is definitely yeah. impossible to answer. I did see on, on, on Instagram today, somebody, it was one of these joke memes, but this woman said, what do men want? And then this other woman said, to see their team win in the championship. And I thought, yeah, men are a lot more simple. <laughs> That's the meme? That oh, was the, yeah. or, it was, or, or it was to Twitter. It was just a Twitter kind of exchange, but it was like, what do you men want? And then someone said, they just want their team to win in the championship very simple very I mean, simple maybe there's more going on but uh yeah. who, knows? who knows what do men want well it's i was watching the football i went i watched the um the the football whenever england um yeah were in the I, like here's the funny thing i'm so not into football i can't i don't even know what championship it was so, oh, yeah. so there you go but what i did like watch a- it I did kind of get, I tried to get into it. I went to my local pub where I think we should do a live fundamentalist. Oh, great. Yeah, and I me. talked to them and it, and, it, and it was all going great. But now mask mandate means I don't think it'd be that much fun if we're all wearing masks. We might have to wait for a few months. But we will do a live fundamentalists when yeah. everything opens up. Um, that sounds great. That location sounds yeah. great. It was nice texting you too because I could tell you were at a pub having a few beers and that's always oh, yeah. fun. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I was talking this? to the craziest guy. Really? Oh, it was great. I was talking. Yeah. Kevin. 
No, I was talking to this guy who was like hardcore, like, like I don't know what you call them here, but we, you know, you call them like a hard, a hard lad or whatever. And, and somebody who's like definitely done bad things. Yeah. And he took a liking to me. I took a liking to me, but he was very high on crystal meth. So oh. I, I didn't understand very much of what he was saying. Oh. And he didn't understand very much of what I was saying, but we got on very well. And it was very interesting. And he looked so, he had horns tattooed on his head. So he'd shaved head tattoos all over, like devil's horns. Oh, and um, That's hardcore. He was he was really hardcore, like, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Talking about the cartels. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all pretty, yeah. It's, uh, you can run into some crazy people in this town, yeah. for sure. Uh, or some at least very interesting and colorful people. Yeah. Very vibrant people. Yeah, yeah. Special people, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, yeah, it's you can you have that personality that will attract you know people. You're there by yourself. You're having a drink. You have an Irish accent. It's gonna be people are gonna be like, you know, oh, yeah. are you guys gonna hang out? Or yeah. am I? Is he the new host of the Fundamentalist? Yes, he is. So he's taken over. <laughs> like you know, it's so uh, yeah. Do I mean, you I've... need to tell me something? <laughs> uh, Glad you brought this up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what else? Any final thoughts on uh, Freudian slips? Any other? Yeah. Well, do you have any uh, examples of Freudian slips? God, I mean, now where do I begin? Yeah. Uh, the problem definitely would be choosing one. I do them all the time. Uh, yeah. I know it's hard to throw that. I did like I thought of a few. It was just weird that like I had like three happened in a week where I was like, oh, this is. Yeah. But they happen all the time if you listen for them. They happen all the time. And it's hard to listen to your own, but you can really listen to other people's. You can kind of... Yeah, it's definitely easier to listen to other people's because when you yourself do it, you definitely don't notice it. Yeah. Um, Unless someone is there to call you out on it. Which, by the way, is not a thing you want to do. Like, all of this stuff that we talk about, like, it's... You don't... The only only time that you you call out people's Freudian slips is if there's a relationship where that's already decided and basically a therapeutic relationship and i'm not sitting around listening to my friends freudian slips too much every now and again if something's said i'll maybe mention it but yeah you try not to get you try not to get too into that shit yeah I it think gets I've, a bit annoying after a while for people oh no one wants to be told what they think about something deep down that's yeah. like not fun no one <laughs> wants to know what they believe i mean it's no, funny i love the way I people don't. think they know what they believe like as if like oh what do you believe like we know what we believe we don't know what we yeah. believe we're actually our, our consciousness is a whole defense mechanism to protect us from our beliefs like it takes years to come to know what you believe you don't believe that all <laughs> right uh what uh well yeah then yeah, 34. This is a little shorter, but uh, I'm yeah, tired. Just gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. still have to work on a project. And then, uh, man, I didn't have to go today uh, for my project. I'm so glad because everybody else, <laughs> I did my project 40 minutes before class started just in case I got called on. What were you working on? What was the theme? Um, I mean, it was like uh, image. You had to find an image from a, a pop culture thing and you have to present it and then you have to dive into the significance on a mythological level as well as significance on a personal level, significance on a psychological level, what about it resonates, what you find in uh, history with it. And uh, I, I've just tried for this particular thing to have more of a sense of humor about this thing. I think the, the professor has a very good sense of humor and also there's a lot of very serious very serious 
projects. And so, uh, but at the same time, I'm glad that I didn't have to go because I would have been like some of these, I mean, incredible projects. Like uh, people are just like, it's PowerPoint. It's like, but I haven't made a PowerPoint in maybe 15 years, like yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, that's a little skill. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, I gotta, maybe. and then yeah, I share the screen. I was like, I have no idea how to do this. Okay, and so I threw something together just in case, and uh, yeah, and then I saw everyone else's, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, they really put thought into this. So I'm excited to wake up in the morning and adjust it a little bit, but. Um, here, and by the way, you were saying you met some fundamentalist listeners when you were on, on the road. Absolutely. That's great to hear. Both you shows. still owe me, there's a note that someone wrote me of a book recommendation and you haven't brought it, but I know you've got it. So yeah. you have to find it. I think they wrote it on a napkin. So that napkin may have gone by the way. Maybe in the dryer. But any, if you're listening, he did when he got back said, oh, I have a napkin with a book recommendation on it. I have to give you it. So he, he did keep it, but it might have gone into the washing machine. Is that what you're worried about? Yeah. I'm pretty worried about that. Okay. Yeah. But if you're listening, <laughs> you can send me the book recommendation because he hasn't given me Please it. send it. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, I mean, wh whatever. I'm not going to feel too bad about it. No, no, They're, no. That's he wrote like, it on yeah. a napkin. I yeah, don't know. No, I, yeah, put yeah, it, yeah. I put it in. Uh, and by the way, no, I'm saying it because you literally got came to me and said, like, it wasn't that he didn't. He was literally giving me, I have a napkin with a book recommendation I have to give you. That's pretty impressive. The fact that you've never given me it is not, that's neither here nor there. The fact that you intended to. It was a Freudian wash, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but let, if you're listening, um, that was maybe a, I don't know if that was, Tam maybe that, that was, was Tampa. Web, yeah. It might've been the Seattle or whatever, but uh, anyway. But there are fundamentalist listeners out there. They are out yeah. there. There's actually a really good amount. So thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for listening. And um, if you're up for an LA one, we'll be doing one soon. I yeah. think well, once everything, like once we can do it in a very chilled out, nice way. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, we want to be like fun. Like a but, nice way. But this bar, I want to know what the, the name of it, what's it called? The, it's a brewery. I just want to, yeah, they're really cool. Really oh, nice. Oh, I was cool. going to give them, yeah, yeah they're really, them, yeah. but we'll, we'll mention them soon. Yeah. Okay. When, I, when I remember their name. Oh, man, that would have been so cool if you did 40 and slip just there at the end. All right, everybody, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Apologies for this being a shorter episode, but we'll get back to the normal length and the normal schedule. I know we say this, but well, you know what we it do really have? is a crazy We time. have in our calendar, do you, did you accept it every week at a certain time on a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have not done it since we put it in, but it, it is in the calendar. It, yeah. And it, it goes past every time. Every week I see the, the time when we're supposed uh -huh. to do it. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm going to have some free time in about two months, so don't worry. Okay. We'll be able yeah. to squeeze it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.